welcome to the Elephant in the Pew podcast, where we engage in the topics everyone wants to talk about, but nobody wants to discuss, from two undisclosed locations somewhere in the Midwest. Here are your hosts, Stephen Witten and Ryan Ramsey. When it comes down to it, at the end of the day, if you want to have that statement, you become a quote-unquote great athlete because of the number. They can, so can you. It's not a. It's not difficult, or it, it will be difficult. It, it's not um, impossible. So. Welcome to the Elephant in the Pew Season 2, the show that brings you our opinions that help engage the topics everyone wants to talk about but nobody wants to discuss. I'm Stephen Witten. And I'm Ryan Ramsey. The show is brought to you by ElephantPew.com, your one-stop shop for everything Elephant in the Pew. Check it out for our stuff from the show and all of our personal stuff from our own podcasts and blogs, ElephantPew.com. Thank you so much for making us a part of your day, night, evening, morning, or whenever you decided to listen to us. We are so glad that you joined us. Uh, Today, we're talking about Christian athletes and we should say great Christian athletes. Thine holy athletes and their works. Well, I don't, I don't, I don't know about thine holy. <laughs> I, don't know. I have, I have a hard time giving somebody. See, that's just a lot of pressure for people. <laughs> I, I don't, I don't like to put pressure on people. Like, oh, you have to be holy now because I called you holy. Mm. That would be, in, that would be improper. I think. think. I, I don't know. Well, I, I don't like people telling me that. Oh, you're, you're so holy. I'm like, please don't, please don't, because you don't know me. If you think I'm holy, so, um, so as we talk about this, this came up because of me mostly, um, because I always say Tim Tebow is the greatest football player of all time, and then people are like, "You're on crack," and then I say something like, "Well, I think maybe you define greatness differently than I do," and then that's what happens with the whole conversation. Yeah, so that's correct. I mean, like you you and I've had that that discussion i think that tim tebow is an amazing guy but i don't know if he would be considered a um exceptional athlete except for if we go into a different realm of what constitutes great what constitutes exceptional and so forth so on and so forth and i think there are many christian athletes out there that um Mm -hmm. That fit the bill of greatness, right? Um, in the in the right. sense of um, they might not have the best stats in in basketball or baseball or football or whatever, but they truly are great people, um, and they they do they do good work. If that if that makes sense, yeah, makes sense. So so they're more like philanthropists than yeah. You yeah, know. philanthropists, um, and they do charitable. I would say charitable is a good, good word too. So, really, let let's move on to this first question of what constitutes a great athlete. And I'll I'll start. We'll start with you, Ryan, because the you're you're really kind of the the springboard of this um, episode. So, what, in your opinion, what constitutes a great athlete? Oh, geez. Well, see, that's not fair. Um, 
I'm not the big of a sport. How is that not fair? I'm, well, because you're already derailing my logic. <laughs> oh, okay. So you want me to start with what constitutes well, a Well, because athlete. I always say, you know, well, just depends how you define greatness is my smart aleck response. Um, so if you say what defines a great athlete, um, the answer obviously lies in the numbers, how high, how far, how strong, you know, all that stuff. So probably the person with the best numbers <laughs> that um but then well there, i mean I there think, are two camps on this I right i think there's i think there's a um kind of an amendum to that though like i would say the person with the best numbers that does it in the most honorable way you know what i mean like so if two people both have a 2 then the person with the 2 that has the most honor and does it without cheating and does it gracefully and helping people gets the win. That would be my definition, I guess. Does that make sense? Yeah, it makes perfect sense, actually. I mean, that would be how I define a great athlete, the greatest athlete. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I, I would agree with you that um, it's basically who, um, who the greatest person is who has the, the most stats, right? The, the best stats out there. But who does things without any um, black marks on their records? Um, and speaking specifically about, say, like football. All right, we're gonna do this, and yeah. <clears throat> I'm gonna ostracize the Northeast here for a second. Um, if they're listening, we apologize. Um, but like Belichick is, you know, Coach Belichick is probably one of the best coaches out there. But he has several. Okay points of questions question marks on a lot of his seasons um that he's been caught cheating right so therefore tom brady and belichick though may be probably some of the best athletes in the sport currently i can't justify saying they are the best athletes um best athlete and coach because there are some questionable pasts there Unlike someone who say mm. Joe Montana, I know a lot of people thought I was going to say Peyton Manning, but no, I was going to say Joe Montana, who has five <laughs> Super Bowl rings, who did it in the in some of the most honorable way, right? So, like, yeah. some would say nobody has anything bad to say about Joe Montana. Yeah, Joe I don't. I haven't heard any bad bad things. It's just like you know, um, switching gears to Pete Rose. So, like, Pete Rose gambled, right? He he bet on his own team. When I think about it, it yeah. he said that his team would win. Well, you can't if you bet on your team to win, you have all the stakes in making yeah. that team win, right? So it's it's a good thing. Yeah. But why yeah, why I never said that. Why did he get in trouble for betting on his team to win? Like if you bet on your team to lose and he, like if you're a boxer and you're like, I'm gonna bet on me to lose, well, you can throw the match and so I see why yeah. that's unethical. Right. But if you like I bet on me to win, well, the other guy wants to win too, so right. I guess you're just gonna have to. I don't understand I, I, that. Like, I, I feel like I feel like you would want your athletes to bet their own money on yeah, their. Yeah, I, I don't. I'm in the same boat as you because it doesn't make sense. Like, there's no way that he could have thrown the game to win more money. So yeah, how do you, you throw can't the game throw to the win? Game, right. Yeah, I threw the game to yeah. win because if you can throw the game to win, wouldn't you do yeah, that every game? That's what I say. But so like, but <laughs> unfortunately, he doesn't. He doesn't have. He's banned from. Um, the Hall of Fame and, and baseball in general. Um, 
which we can we can talk about you know stupidity on that one in a different episode if we wanted to but the thing is is like he can't he even though he is he is known as some of the one of the best baseball players of all time he he isn't the greatest baseball player because of that lifetime ban that he has um unlike you know say like babe ruth who may or may not have been a questionable person he still did his he still did his playing as a as a baseball player honorably he didn't cheat or anything like that Mm -hmm. he doesn't have a lifetime ban he didn't have any ban of any kind he just was the great bambino um so like that's one of those things where (laughs) what this is the great bamboo. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Sandlot. I've seen Sandlot way exactly. too many times. So that's the thing is, is like, um, that's kind of when, when you go down the road of like what constitutes the greatest athlete, I would agree with you um, in saying that it's somebody who has the best stats, who was the best player in the game, um, but did it in an honorable way without, without any black marks or any pause for you know like did he really do question yeah did he really do it yeah. correctly or whatever so you know it's one of those things where yeah. um the greatest athlete of all time will always be a debated topic because nobody can agree 100 percent on who the greatest athlete is um and that's kind yeah. of but that's because from sport to sport stats are different However, um, yeah. when it comes to, in my opinion, there are two camps on this, right? There's the greatest stat, um, the person with the greatest stats and all this stuff. But then there's also those those people that happen to be great people who just how happen that their, um, their vocation is um, being an athlete. So I think of people like right. Kurt Warner, Tim Tebow, uh, Russell Wilson. Yeah. Um, Steph Curry, these people in the Christian world are great people because they do things um, for other, you know, they live, they actually live a Christian lifestyle. Um, and you can see it in in the way they act and especially in the way they react to um, pub- the public, the questions from the media and how they live their life in general. And so they might not be the best athletes in their game, according to stats, but to me, they are probably some of the greatest athletes that we'll have that we ever have in the media in this in the sports because of yeah. who they are. Which is kind of different because, like, I agree with you. Like, when it comes down to it, at the end of the day, if you want to have that statement, you become a quote unquote great athlete because of the number you know like because you have a high number in a category you know um that makes you a great athlete but a lot of these guys that we see as great people aren't necessarily the greatest athletes per se that's why i get a lot of flack from people because i call people who are great people that are also like you said happen to be athletes um great athletes and people get frustrated with me when I do that so I don't I mostly do it just to frustrate sporty people too because sporty people get like that like you like you're a sporty person 
Yeah, I I would say that I follow I follow a lot of sports. It's um I'm the I I didn't used to be a sporty person. I think it was when I went to college that I kind of just like um was drawn into this the the world of sports. Um, I've always loved baseball. Like I've loved baseball from yeah. an early age, but it wasn't until college that I got into basketball and football and even soccer to an extent that um, that really like made you know me a lot more about it than I do. That's all I know. Right. I'm in it, and I also listen to. I'm a big radio guy, um, and so like I listen to talk radio. Well, to me, politic when it comes to political talk radio, I can't. I have a hard time finding a station that um, isn't sided on just one side. I like to I like to have something that's balanced. Um, and unfortunately, in today's radio and in media, there's not a lot of balanced talk shows f- for political news and anything like that. So I gravitate to sports radio because sports talk radio is has no political agenda to it it's really just a bunch of guys talking about sports and and a lot of the sports talk radio that i listen to they have a lot of comedic timing and they do a lot of things that are funny so i just listen to yeah. the sports talk because it's funny entertaining and because i i do have quite a bit of um interest in those sports so i'm like why not i'll just listen to that because i i prefer th- there are times that on my morning commute i prefer to listen to a bunch of people talking than yeah. music unfortunately yeah i mean i don't know about that unfortunate but you know um, unfortunately yeah i mean like some people would be like well music. that's just crazy uh-huh. just listen to music but sometimes i just don't want to so yeah. um but that's kind of why i gravitate towards that and so that listening to sports talk radio actually has made me into more of a sports fan, um, and I follow yeah. it more closely now because I, I hear it all the time. So right. I wouldn't well, say that I'm like the biggest. I'm not the I, biggest sports fan by any means, but I follow that's it. That's uh, the same reason why people turn on our podcast. I'm sure is because they get tired of listening to music after a while, and they yeah, um, you know. So I. Go for it. Go to elephantview.com and download all those podcasts. Yeah. Are there about 45 minutes to an hour? I mean, like, that's a perfect commute time, right? I mean. Yeah. (laughs) Perfect. Yeah. For anybody. You can listen to a couple, you know? Yeah. So um, as we're talking about this athletic thing, um, I'm sitting here thinking, okay, so I've already shown my hand a little bit in this conversation, and I know where I lean. So, um it makes me think of uh, the um, what's the quarterback who did the dog fighting thing, Michael um, Vick. Michael Vick. So you got guys like that, an amazing quarterback in his time when he came back, he wasn't so hot. But um, it, at the time, right before that happened, he was you know doing really good for himself. And um, so you got guys like that that have great stats but bad um, lifestyles. Uh, it makes me think of. Um, Michael Phelps, even though this is, you know, kind of not necessarily, this depends on your opinion on, uh, marijuana, but he got busted for smoking weed when he won the Olympics, which it's not really <laughs> a performance enhancing drug. So I'm not sure. If anything, was. that gave him a handy or gave, <laughs> gave everybody a handicap. I'm just saying yeah. the, the dude's <laughs> part was. fish. If he's a little lazy in the water, it's helping you out. I'm just saying. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, so you got guys like that who then are looked at as immoral, 
um, because of that choice, which I don't know. If, I don't know if I buy that, but you know, pe- people make that argument. So um, the question is, although people would argue with me, you know, Team T- Tim Tebow is not uh, the greatest athlete, but the, a lot of those same people would argue that um, athletes who um, break the rules like that have uh, black stains, like you said, on their record, um, are somehow less than other great athletes, would you say? Uh, yeah, I would say that a lot of people will disqualify many athletes because due to a rule, like they broke a rule um, yeah. that was a certain type of rule, especially like um, drugs right now is a big, big rule that a lot of people will throw out. Um, right. mainly because performance this, enhancing drugs. Yeah, performing and the, the lists are so convoluted. If you if you were to look at lists of drugs for these athletes, um, most of the time they can't even like they can barely take Tylenol without something coming up on it, right? On a what? thing and they have to they'll they'll test a false positive and then they have to go in and they have to explain if they're taking any kind of drugs. That are that are approved. Headache, so I had to right. take some time. Well, here's an here's Robert Mathis. He's a um, defensive um, end for the Indianapolis Colts. He actually took. He and his wife were trying to get pregnant, and he had to take um, a fertility drug that helps. I mean, and the fertility treatment. Um, it this particular medicine works for both male and female. So if the male is taking it and the female is taking it, the likelihood of them getting pregnant is, is greater. However, there's an ingredient in this medicine that is on the performing, performing enhancing drug list. So he took mm-hmm. it and he actually got suspended for like two games or two or three games and then fined so much money what? just because he was trying to get pregnant. Even though he had like a legitimate like doctor saying, yeah, they're trying to get yeah. pregnant. This is... But it doesn't matter if it's on the list. It's the that's the rules. Um, it's like uh, it's almost like the uh, in schools they have the uh, no tolerance. You know what I mean? And they like yeah. kick out a little kid he, for eating his for having pop tart in the shape of a gun or something like that. No tolerance. Yeah. It's like come come on guys, that's, let's use our brains here. Yeah, like, and and that's and unfortunate. I mean, it's not just um, you know. I, it's not just Robert Mathis that I, I've heard this about. There's There's been other athletes that suffer the same fate because of a, of a mishap here. Or You have to understand that most of these athletes have multiple doctors that sometimes they don't talk to each other, which is actually a dangerous thing when you think about it because, you know, they could be taking multiple drugs at the they same time. Ledger. Yeah, exactly. So, killed them. So that's the thing is like... Um, not only do they have multiple doctors prescribing multiple medications, but then they also have to be in charge of this long list of like, well, they have to make sure that every medicine that the doctor says that I need to take is not on this list. Well, that's an impossibility for for anybody. Um, so yeah. it's like, it's when it comes to drugs, I have a hard time discrediting athletes, in my opinion. I have a hard time discrediting athletes who get caught and it's like their first time ever doing it and you know um they didn't realize i mean and some of these people are like will roll their eye like a lot of people will roll their eyes and are like yeah he didn't know it was yeah, on he didn't you know, realize. <laughs> yeah what well, kind of effects do they get from the drugs that's the thing it's like oh they're they're, they're on the performance enhancing drug list but why because there's like 
point zero 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 one like of some kind of drug in there that really mm-hmm. it won't realistically help them do anything because it's such right. a small amount. You know what I mean? Like, and I'm I'm actually I've I have changed my opinion on this several times, um, but where I've leaned heavily on the last I would say about three years is that performance performance enhancing drugs don't are they've they've shown that they don't really improve to the extent that people think they do it just makes it sometimes it'll make the athlete heal faster which is is a good thing um sometimes it'll make them um not get as tired as quickly but on the whole it doesn't it doesn't make like somebody like it doesn't make a pitcher who could throw 98 miles an hour throw 120 it it makes right. a, a pitcher that throws 98 miles an hour throw 99 miles an hour for longer <laughs> so i mean like i don't know yeah. if it's i don't to me um i'm in favor of drugs that allow athletes to heal faster as I'm long as it's not hurting steven says well i'm in favor of medication you that actually first, helps them folks steven yeah. witten's in favor that of actually drugs. helps <laughs> <laughs> that th- these drugs if they actually help and not um hinder m- medicinally like i don't want somebody to be ruined for the rest of their life but but like I have a hard time with saying, well, let's just kick them out of anything because they took medicine that was prescribed to them by a doctor. Right. I, if it was prescribed by a doctor, then obviously the doctor thought he should do it um, for yeah. his own health. Yeah. So that being said, I, I have a hard time. But th- you are right. Going back to we got on a little rabbit trail there. But like, yeah. So I was saying I, that you know there are there are got, people. A- yeah, you have athletes that. Um, don't you know that have a black mark on their name and so all of a sudden people say well they're not as good of an athlete or something like that so if you get dinged for being a high quality athlete for having a black mark how come you don't get boosted up for being a high quality with no black marks and in fact you have a lot of positive marks you know what i mean like so how does that work isn't that some sort of like uh conflicting logic there you uh well um yes very much so. I mean, when you think about it, people people are very quick to detract from somebody, but they're very slow to mm-hmm. um, give credit. Um, yeah. And you see this in not just athletes. I mean, this is just regular people. Um, right. Somebody messes up. Oh, well, you know, so-and-so did that. You can't really trust them anymore. Well, it was their first time, and they forgot. Um, you know, they forgot about something. But... Yeah. That's the thing is, you know, we are I mean, we are so quick as a human beings, we're so quick to judge someone versus to give them grace. And yeah. Unfortunately, that just is um amplified in the sports arena. And so yeah. in fact, most people like I would say that a lot of people make fun of Tim Tebow and his way of doing life. Um, versus giving him credit for um, stopping what he's doing and taking care of somebody that's on the sidelines. Or, you know, he's in the middle of the game and he sees somebody that is injured uh, in the stands and he goes and he um, sits there and prays with them for 20 minutes until they're 
um, they're treated. Right. You know, Miraculously like healed. Holy yeah, cow. Yeah. So that's the thing is like, okay, so to me as a as a Christian, I'm like, man, he is he's a great. I mean, that's just amazing. Um, that you would take time away from your job and um care for someone. And but but you and I are different. I mean, like they most people would give him flack for that. Yeah. Because he you know, they they look at it as more of a hokey religion, so to speak, and not a um what am I looking for? <laughs> I don't know what the word, you know, not a not a, not an existent thing, you know, like not true. They look at it as this this um myth. You know, they look at Christianity as this myth and Tim Tebow is actually living, living it out, and he's, you know, showing miracles happen every day, and, you know, all they have to say about it is they want to make fun right. of him. They're, it's, it's, he's the butt of a joke, and unfortunately, yeah. that's, that doesn't, that doesn't come across, um, to the masses as a good thing, and so most people go, yeah. well, they just, you know, they shrug it off, and they kind of, like, laugh at the joke, and they kind of put Tim Tebow below par when in in all reality he's good at what he does I mean he obviously he was a great athlete or he wouldn't have even been drafted into the NFL and he wouldn't have been picked up and signed by a baseball team here lately so obviously he's a good athlete athlete he's in general I mean he's no like Brett Favre but you know right I mean he's a good all-around athlete I think think he was a good college athlete and he treats people fair and he loves people like a Christian should and And he follows you know, the I, rules. Yeah. He doesn't cheat and but yeah, people treat him like he's like a big loser. <laughs> because because he's not number one. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So, so. I, I don't know. I, I just think that's that's an interesting uh an interesting um a revelation that I've had about about athletics. See, I'm not a big athletics guy. Like I, um, I grew up playing sports stuff, but I've never really been into. It. I've always been more more into the arts, and so I, um, w- when we get in these conversations about athletes and stuff like that, I almost just try and make people mad when I'm when I'm doing it because because I see these um, this glaring uh, discrepancies in their logic about what's good and what's not good, and you know I think about um, who was the guy? Was it Russell Wilson who married the famous singer girl? Yes, or dating uh, I know what you're talking and, about. Yeah, and they they were like, "We're not gonna have sex until we're married," and people were like, "What? Like that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard." And they're very disrespectful towards them. And I'm mm-hmm. like, first off, it's their relationship. Who cares what they decide? If they decide to wear, you know, pink pinky rings until they're married, who cares? You know, that's dumb. <laughs> but it's their relationship. They could do whatever they want. But mm-hmm. they they sit there and they criticize them for that. Like, oh. Well, that's stupid. You know, you shouldn't do that. That's how you know they have all these reasons, and I sit here and say, "Man, it just sucks that that's what our world's come to." But yeah, yeah and well, and then I, I, I personally, I commend him for um, sticking to it. You know, yeah, like sticking with that because when everybody around you is saying, "No, that's stupid. Don't do it," you're more likely to say to give in. Especially, I mean, yeah. let's be honest, like. 
I'm sure he had the temptation and he's like, who's going to say anything? No one's going to say anything to me. But yeah. he also had the fortitude to say, no, my my master is better than any of these people. And, you know, I answer to him. I don't answer to them. So that's one of those things. So, so he had that, that fortitude to say no. And, you know, and I commend her because this wasn't her first relationship. I've, I've read a lot about this, this whole ordeal with Russell oh, okay. Wilson. And, um, and she, she made it, she would make mention that, you know, it was difficult for her because she'd never been in a relationship that was as serious as this one. And, it made her. It made her, you know, love him even more that he wasn't willing to to uh, to step away from his his beliefs for her in that sense, and it it amplified their relationship, which is a good thing. I mean, I'm I commend her for for giving you know for supporting him, supporting him in that, and also for um you know going along with it because. Not everybody has the ability, like the wherewithal to do that or the want to. And the fact that she did means I, I have I have a I have, you know, a good respect for them as a couple. Even more now so knowing her past and knowing that he had to work through that and discuss it with her and that they stuck it out and they kept kept with it. Um, at least from the outside, I can't. I can't judge. I don't know. I don't. I'm not an all-seeing eye, but I believe the all-seeing them. All-seeing eye of Sauron. Right. <laughs> I, you know. You know what I mean, though. I'm like, I don't yeah, know sorry. if they, if they, if they, if they held to that standard, but I believe them when they said they did. So, um, and I, I'm glad they did because they they did suffer a little ridicule for it, and um, and that's sad. But I'm glad that they stuck through it because that gave an example to many other, many younger people who say, well, I can't wait. Right. And it's like, well, if they can, if they, these, these two people who have money and power are able to, to withstand the temptation, um, when they don't have to, um, then you who are 16, 17, 18 years old can, because they can, so can you, it's not a, it's not difficult or it, it will be difficult. It, it's not um, impossible. Impossible. So, yeah, that's good. That's a good point, and I, I like to hear that because um, I know I thought a lot of Russell Wilson when I heard that that's what they were doing and that they were um, honoring that, and I was kind of like, because not surprised with him because he's much like Tim Tebow and that he's not quite as outspoken, but I was surprised that she was going along with it, and because. Um, she has quite a reputation in the media. So, but yeah, it was interesting. Very interesting. Absolutely. I mean, and you know, we've, we've been kind of like focused in on Tim Tebow and even Russell Wilson, but there's several others like Kurt Warner's very outspoken about his faith. And, um, he has made it a, a point to, um, keep his family, God and family first above all things. Now, now he's retired out of the NFL, of course, but then there's also like Steph Curry, who, in his, um, you know, he is right now he's well last year and the year before he was the league MVP of the NBA, which is like the pinnacle, right? Mm. Um, and sure. so he had the option to go with a Nike deal, um, and he asked them one thing if they would put 
I can do all things. That, that just those five words. Um, mm. and which is crazy because because with Nike, what is their theme? Their slogan? Just do it. I can do right. all things. Just do it. Well, you think that would go perfectly with the exactly. Nike you know but, what I mean? But Nike refused to put those words on his shoe. And so he declined a multi-million dollar shoe deal with Nike. And Under Armour came in and said, yeah, we'll do it. And so every single one of his shoes that is sold, it's a Steph Curry, Steph Curry shoe, is mm-hmm. has got the I can do all things somewhere on the shoe, whether it's on the the heel, whether it's on the side, or the ankle, somewhere on that shoe. In fact, I have a pair of shoes that I have a pair of his shoes because of just because of that. I read an article and I was like, man, I gotta have a pair of these shoes because of what he did. It just so happens that they're some of the yeah. most comfortable shoes I've ever worn, so I'm gonna buy another pair. <laughs> but <laughs> I was gonna say I think you've worn them out. I, I haven't. I, I've kept them nice and clean and you know I've 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 kept them. I mean, I'm, I spent $130 on a pair of shoes. I'm going to keep them as nice as possible, and they better last me at least <laughs> a year and a half. Um, but I, I mean, like that's the thing is, like I've, I have, I've never been one of those guys that have to buy a pair of shoes because of the athlete tied to it. But because Steph Curry decided to stand on his on the principle of I, it's just five words. Yes, it likens to. A verse in the Bible, but it the shoe doesn't say Philippians four thirteen on there. It just says, "I can do all things." So Christians, right. Christians see that and they're like, "Yeah, that's what I want it to be." And um, we as consumers will purchase that. So I mean, I, I congratulate Steph Curry for that. Well, there is the bell for sure, and uh, that means it's time for our closing thoughts here on this topic um steven would you like to go first and tell everybody kind of some your summary of your closing thoughts um i'm gonna basically reiterate a lot of things that we've said tonight um on this but the 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 term great athlete is very um relative in the sense that it it's relative to the fact of what you mean. It's different for each person, obviously, um, because if it was the same, then we would we wouldn't have debates about it. Um, me, as an Indianapolis Colts fan, would say that Peyton Manning is probably one of the best quarterbacks of all time. But my aunt, or excuse me, my aunt, um, who lives in Boston, aunt. Um, would would uh would say that Tom Brady is the best. So there's debate there. But we would both because mm. we are both born again Christians would say that Tim Tebow, though not the the greatest statistically um greatest athlete, he is probably the one of the greatest NFL players to ever have graced the game because of him, because of his relationship with Jesus and how he portrays himself not only in public, but also through the media and in his personal life as well. So when it comes to greatness, um, I think it totally depends on the athlete's personality and their actions, but not only their actions, their reactions. 
and because oh, um, yeah. to me, you can tell a lot about a person from how they react to situations, and so um, through all of my perceptions of Tim Tebow, his reactions are that of a true Christ follower and brother in Christ. Mm-hmm. And so, therefore, to me, Tim Tebow, Kurt Russell, Kurt Russell, <laughs> Kurt Warner, <laughs> Russell Wilson, <laughs> I mix the two, <laughs> Steph Curry, these these athletes um, are true, truly great athletes in the sense that they are great human beings who happen to be athletes at, as a vocation. Mm-hmm. So um, that's... That's what I would say constitutes a great athlete. Um, you can find me on stoneswillcry.com or um, elephantpew.com and any of the social medias, either Stephen Witten or at stoneswillcry. Right? Thanks, Stephen. Uh, I think my closing thoughts are, are you summed up what I was going to say as far as um, overall. There is one thing I would like to add, and it is the fact, the thing that I brought up, that I don't like the double-sided nature of it. Um the Russell Wilson thing, um, I had a lot of respect for him. Then this whole like kneeling thing happened, whatever. Um, and so who knows? I don't know how I feel about that. I don't think that's necessarily unchristian, the stance he took for the Black Lives Matter. Sometimes I think as Christians we take um, – we make uh, molehill – I don't know how to say it without sounding offensive. Um, make mountains out of molehills? Is, is it worth the attention you're going to receive – to subtract your influence and position for the kingdom of God. You know what I mean? That's what I, I think my concern was. Um, for, because now for the record, he nobody is going to think of him as the kingdom of God guy. They're going to think of him as the Black Lives Matter guy. But he never knelt, just so you just were aware of that. He no, didn't? he actually convinced the team to interlock arms and stand during the national anthem. He... It was, Thought, Colin Kaepernick. I thought he was the one who got all the press for kneeling. No, Colin Kaepernick was. Oh, dang it. Never mind. You're Sorry. fine. Um, so I take all that back. Like <laughs> I said, I don't know much about athletes. So um, so, Col- so uh, Russell Wilson, great job. I'm glad you uh, convinced people to do that. Oh, I remember what it was. Colin Kaepernick did that, and then Russell Wilson made a public statement saying that he supported Colin Kaepernick because they were friends in college, right? Were they roommates? Yeah, yeah. He supported him and in the fact he that he did him, it, but he, but he wouldn't do it. He they, he wasn't going to do that or something like that. Yeah. He had a different. That's what they. Okay, sorry, sorry, I got confused. Everybody who's listening. Um. <laughs> anyways, so but when guys do tie themselves to things like that or other um, agendas, um, I think it hurts their reputation. Um. But all that to say, this my big one is it bothers me a little bit when um people. Like I said, look at uh, athletes as um, really good until um, they cheat or get a black mark, and all of a sudden they're not so good. But then you got um, guys like Tim Tebow who make great decisions in life, supporting um, lots of positive things. If you're not a Christian, and if you're a Christian, being a great Christian, and that doesn't somehow up their status in the realm of athletics. Like, wow, they're a, a pretty good athlete. Um, I mean, they can p- compete professionally. And, um, yet they still don't, um, they still don't, you know, compromise their morals and their beliefs. Like that should put them like pretty high on the athletic skill bracket, I think. And that's why I always make the arguments that I make. Um, so that's, that's kind of what, what I feel, um, on that. I wish that there was more 
mm, consciousness to to that aspect of it because I'm sure I know for a fact it's hard for them to stay pure and to do the right thing when they're at that level. And um, when guys don't get any sort of credit for that, it makes me um, makes me sad because we're really quick to jump on people when they screw up. And yet we are very slow, like you said, to give them any sort of credit. Like, like people should should just mm-hmm. be that way. You know what I mean? And then you look at regular life, and it's like, how many people do you know who are actually that way? So it's kind <laughs> of an anomaly mm. in itself. So that's kind of my thoughts on it, and um, I think that's why I'll continue to continue to make people mad. Say that Tim Tebow is the greatest football player who's ever played the game, because uh, the way I define greatness is um, a man who has great skill that God's given him. And yet he still uses it for um, God's glory and not his own. Because I think that's pretty incredible. Whether you're an athlete, whether you're a professional, whether you're um, a writer, whether you're a speaker, whether you're a pastor, you know, God's given us gifts. Some of it's athlete, some of us as athletics for some reason. I'm not sure why God gave us those gifts. They seem practically useless other than because uh, we don't really hunt food anymore for survival. But, um, you know, it it's one of those things that... Uh, God's given them a gift and they use it and and they honor God with it and I feel like they should get extra points in the history books for that. But um, I guess in heaven they will. So that's my final thoughts. You can find me at um, shoutingintothewild.com my blog and you can uh, email me at ryanatelephantpew.com Thank you so much for to all of our subscribers and listeners who chose to listen to us. We are truly humbled that you decided to allow us to be a part of your day and your life. Uh, you guys truly are the best pod, uh, audience a podcast could ask for. This episode was brought to you by ElephantPew.com, and um, we hope that you continue to uh, listen to us um, into this new year of 2017. We're truly thankful for our listeners. And thank you so much for listening to us. You can check us out on various uh, podcasting mediums such as uh, Blueberry, iTunes, uh, Google Play, all of those. Look us up, elephantpew.com. It's been awesome hanging out with you guys. Thank you so much for spending your time with us. We love you all, and uh, God bless.